Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson, with his wife, Carlotta, and daughter, Hannah Miller. So listen up, because the doctor is in. You're listening to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson. I have a very special guest in the studio with me today. I have Jamie Murphy with me, and he is responsible for a ministry called uh, Parenting... Well, tell me the exact name, Jamie, so I don't mess it up. The Proactive Parenting Initiative. Proactive Parenting Initiative. Well, now, before we talk about your ministry, tell me a little bit about yourself and where you come from, a little bit about your family. Give my listeners a little bit of background about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in a small town in North Florida, um, Palatka, Florida. And I met my wife there when we were in junior college. I joined the Navy, came back a year later. We got married and we have this coming September, we'll celebrate 30 years of marriage. We have five children. Five children. Don't you know where children come from? Yes, sir. We do. We know where they come from. I hear you. I hear you. We've heard that from a lot of people. Uh, That's coming from a guy with nine children, so I love saying that. You know that. Yes, sir. (laughs) Two sons-in-law and a daughter-in-law and three grandchildren, Uh three, three little boys that are the apple of our eye. Well, that's good. Now, where'd you go to junior college down in Florida? Um, it was called St. John's River Community College, uh-huh. and they have now evolved, and I think they're now called St. John's River State College. And then I got out of the Navy. We stayed in our hometown for until oh, I was about 35. I got involved with teaching parenting classes, and I was teaching parenting classes all, all around. That was still in Florida? North Florida. Yeah, and okay. the name of the curriculum that I was teaching it's called the Parent Project, and they're a nationally acclaimed parenting program, and I was one of their facilitators in the North Florida area. And in 2006, I saw an ad for a church in North Augusta that was looking for a um, – it was, it was a unique ad that I saw. It, it said, um, Minister of Outreach and Family Ministries. Ah. And so I, I reached out to the pastor. I met with him. And they were looking, they were actually looking for a seminary graduate. And I didn't even have a bachelor's degree. Uh-huh. But I told him how we could use this parenting ministry as outreach. Down in Florida, I was in Gainesville, Florida, at a, at a church, Parkview Baptist Church in Gainesville. And one night, these two ladies showed up at this parenting class I was teaching. And we used to only average, you know, three or four people a week. And um, these two ladies showed up, and they had funny names, just names that I hadn't heard of before. And at the end of the class, I asked one of them, I said, so where, where do y'all come from? And they told me where they lived in the community. And I said, well, your, your name is, is kind of different. Where does that come from? And they said, well, we are Hare Krishnas. And I said, okay, interesting. I found out that right outside of Gainesville, Florida, is the world's second largest Hare Krishna community. And we were in a little classroom at a church. 
And we only had, like I said, that night, we only had like four or five people in the class. Well, the next week, we had um, 17 Hare Krishnas show up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. you got to be kidding me. And so I went to the pastor, and I said, Pastor, I said, we, we need a bigger space. And so he gave me his fellowship hall, and he said, this is where y'all meet from now on. And so after that night, we were averaging close to 20 or more people for over a year. Hare Krishnas were coming to a Baptist church to learn parenting. Amazing. And, Amazing. and the program evolved even further because they were looking for somewhere to take their kids. So my wife started teaching a children's program so that she could watch their kids. And, and the children's program was basically VBS material. Right, right. And so while I'm teaching just, just basic parenting skills, the kids were learning about Jesus. Now, in the Hare Krishna community, they recognize Jesus as a prophet. But um, as, as far as I'm concerned, anytime you can start sharing the word of God, um, you're planting seeds. And That's the right. Lord's going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Right. So, his, his word does not return to him empty or void. Yes, sir. So um, because of what we did in Gainesville, I, I told the pastor in North Augusta, I said, this is what this is the potential of this program. And so he said, I'll, I'll present your resume to the committee. And a month later, they offered me the job. And two months after that, we moved to North Augusta, February of 2007. And a month later, um, we started this parenting program at the Emmanuel Baptist Church in North Augusta. And on the first night, 17 adults and 23 kids showed up. Amazing. Basically, in North and Aiken County, South Carolina, they rolled out the red carpet for us. We got into all the we got in. We were welcome in all the public schools, family court, law enforcement, DSS, and DJJ were all referring people to us. I got you. And in 2009, we were recognized by the South Carolina Baptist Convention for outstanding family ministry in South Carolina. And for five years, we were, you know, we just were tearing it up and. One of the special things that happened during that time is I started teaching another class in Aiken for the Aiken Public Safety Department, and they paid for my services. But instead of paying me, they, they paid the church. And for almost five years, Aiken Public Safety funded the outreach ministry of the Emmanuel Baptist Church in North Augusta. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so... We did that for five years, and then I resigned and moved to the upstate to pastor a little church and go back to school. I ended up graduating from Anderson University in 2015, resigned from my church, and started the Proactive Parenting Initiative. And to go along with the parenting classes that we teach, um, I, I do parenting classes, I do parenting seminars, workshops, and we have the only weekend behavior modification, Christian behavior modification camp in the Carolinas that we know of. And that's what we're doing now. Now, where is all this located? I mean, do you have one location, multiple locations? How, how does all this look? I will go teach parenting classes wherever there's an open door for churches, community organizations, wh whoever, you know, would like me to come and teach. I will go do that. So if any pastor hears this broadcast and says, man, I'd like to have this guy come teach a parenting class in my church, he could contact you and, 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 and invite you to come teach a series of classes in their church. Yes, sir. All right, well, stop, stop right there and tell, tell everybody how do they get in touch with you. We'll, we'll do it again at the end, but how does somebody contact you? 
All right. My website is proactiveparents.org. Um, you can find me on Facebook at the Proactive Parenting Initiative, or you can call me at 864-320-4844. I'm also on the Life FM radio network every Wednesday morning here in the upstate and um, Thursday mornings down in the CSRA. And some of the churches where I have done parenting classes uh, or parenting seminars are Rock Springs Baptist Church in Easley, Brookwood Church down in Simpsonville. I'm actually starting a new class there in September. And I'm starting a new class next month at Crossroads Baptist Church in Spartanburg over there near you. And so I'll do classes anywhere, anywhere there's an open door. Uh, we have, we've also turned our parenting classes into a four-day revival-type meeting. I had one a pastor friend, he, he told me, he says, I know nobody's going to come to this if we bill it as a parenting class. He said, can you teach it like a revival? I said, sure. <laughs> and so, so Sunday night, or Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, there's five sessions in our program. I preach five messages, and when— we did a revival back in October down in the Midlands. And, and when we wrapped up, I said, now I'm going to ask you folks something. I said, if we would have asked you to come to a parenting class, how many of you would have come? Raise your hand. And only a few people raised their hand. I said, well, you just got my parenting program in a revival meeting. And how many of you regret sitting here for four days? <laughs> and we, we had a full house each night. How about that? How about that? Because, you know, if you if you build something as a parenting class, the older person say, well, what do I need this for? I'm not going. Uh-huh. But if it's a revival service they show up uh-huh. and then next year i've already told I, I teach a class every thursday night in seneca and i've already made the decision next summer we're going to shut that class down or we're shutting everything down next summer in june and july I'm, I'm i'm looking for churches that want a parenting class in their vacation bible school for adults for adults and i will come in and teach their vacation Bible school for their adult class if they're interested. Uh, that's an idea. I like that idea. Well, now, are you teaching other adults how to teach your classes, or is there certain training they have to get to do what you do? It depends on what they want to do. If they if they want to offer classes for DSS and DJJ and things like that, then they have to go through the, the organization that trained me is called the parent project and they would have to go through them to I get see. their training. I see. But if they want to just teach it in their local church, I can train them for that. I see. I got you. I got you. I can show them what we do and they can use our, our program for, for just local church work. I get, now, does, do your classes become evangelistic when you teach them in a church? I mean, do you see people coming to the Lord through your teaching? Well, the the way that we ran the program down in North Augusta is an outreach program. And the curriculum that we use put out by the Parent Project is a secular parenting program. It's kind of funny because the the, the curriculum was developed by a Christian psychologist, a retired cop, and a retired school teacher. Uh-huh. And it is a biblically-based parenting curriculum, right. but there's no scriptures in the curriculum. I Therefore, see. I can go into any public organization and, and teach for them. I see. So we, we got referrals from Family Court, DJJ, DSS. You know, we, we got parents that their kids have been removed from the home, and 
they can't get their kids back unless they take a parenting class. And uh-huh. so DSS has approved us as one of their parenting programs. And so we, what we did in North Augusta was you, you came to class every Wednesday night. We had, you know, a lot of churches have supper on Wednesday night. I told people, I'll feed you supper for free. <laughs> Come to the parenting class. And, and this particular program is a 10-week class. And I said, at the end of the 10 weeks, if you will come to church on Sunday morning to get your certificate, I just want you to come and thank the church for providing this class for you because this is a $300 class that you just got for free. Uh-huh. I like it. I like it. Most of the parents would come on Sunday morning just so that I could give them a certificate. And then I told my pastor, I said, it's up to you now what you do, brother. Yep. Um, you, you got the opportunity to preach the gospel to these folks. Well, now when you teach it in a church, you just add the scriptures to it, right? That it just depends. Uh-huh. Um, if it's evangelistic, I'm just teaching parenting classes. And then every night at the end of the class, I'll tell the folks at, at this particular church, you know, I, I taught a Sunday school class on Sunday morning. And, and I told them, I told them, I said, hey, folks, I said, there's a there's another parenting class I teach on Sunday morning, but I'm using a different book than this parenting book. You should come check us out. Yeah. And so our Sunday school class grew because of that, because yeah. people were coming in. Yeah. We did see people get saved and we did baptize people because of this outreach that we were doing. I got you. I got you. But even even when I'm teaching the secular version of the class, just because of who we are and we are still in the Bible Belt, we have some freedom to interject biblical stories and scripture. Right. I understand that. I understand that. And then even sometimes some of our court ordered people can be hostile and um, you just got to, you got to be able to deal with those folks. Yeah. You got to be delicate about it. I understand that. I do. But I've been doing this for almost 20 years now and, haven't really had any um, anybody try to shut us down for being evangelistic and using scriptures. So, all right. Well, you're listening to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson, and my guest today is Jamie Murphy with the Proactive Parenting Initiative. Now, Jamie, I also understand that you have a camp ministry that's attached to your parenting programs. Now, how did that come about? Well, um, I have a mentor down in Florida who has had a weekend camp. He called it Camp Consequence. And if parents needed extra help in learning how to discipline their children, he would encourage them to bring them to camp. And so I I watched what he was doing. And actually, when I was in North Augusta, we used to take people to his camp because we didn't have anything going on up here. But um, I, I was given an opportunity to start my own camp program and I was asked to utilize a brand new camp facility that was built six years ago up, up in Mooresboro, North Carolina. It's on the North Carolina, South Carolina state line right outside of Chesney. And I've been there. It's a, it's a beautiful facility. Very nice. So that's where we're at and we promote ourselves in North and South Carolina and we, we've had people come as far away as Fayetteville and as far south as Statesboro, Georgia. So if if there's a parent that needs some extra help, especially with defiant kids, they just need some help with some a little bit more hardcore consequences. Mm-hmm. We we high, highly encourage them to bring their kids to camp. Camp starts on a Friday evening at around seven o'clock, and we bring in speakers to share their testimony and 
and we have a, a Bible curriculum that we teach the kids. Uh-huh. And oh, by the way, you don't drop your kid off at my camp. The parent has to come to camp too. Oh, now how long is the camp? Um, we go from Friday evening to Sunday morning, uh-huh. and that's all based on the attitude of the child. I see. If the kid's got a bad attitude, we'll tell them we'll stay all day on Sunday if we need to. Uh-huh. But that's sort of a carrot that we can put out in front of the kid that if you have a good attitude and you, you do what you're told, you're going to be out of here before noon on Sunday. Uh-huh. When they go to bed, I tell the parents, bring a sleeping bag. The kid sleeps in a sleeping bag on a concrete floor. It's on our basketball court. and it's roosted over so they don't get wet if it rains at night, but it's still, it's a camping experience, but it's not comfortable sleeping on a concrete floor. Oh, no. We get up on Saturday morning and we feed them breakfast. We have our morning Bible time and then the kids go to work. The typical kid today has never had to do manual labor. Right, right, right. The, the typical kid today has never had a blister on their hand. <laughs> and so... We, we believe that manual labor is a great attitude adjuster. Mm-hmm. And then when the kids go to work, the parents are taking the parenting class that I teach. Ah, I so you. at lunchtime, we, we feed the kids lunch and the kids, the kids don't eat good. For breakfast, they get a bowl of grits and there's nothing in the grits. No salt, no pepper, no butter, no sugar, no milk. Uh-huh. For lunch, they get a, bologna, a piece of bologna on wheat bread and an apple. And for supper, they get the same thing. But I will say this, the parents eat good food. We like to cook barbecue out at our camp, so the parents are usually eating something off the grill, and they eat good pancakes and sausage for breakfast. And their sleeping accommodations aren't like staying at the Holiday Inn Express, but they do get a a mattress to sleep on if they choose. So that Saturday afternoon, the kids go back to work. The parents go back to their parenting class. Saturday evening, we bring in special speakers, and we do more Bible time. Then the kids, usually the kids are in, are in their sleeping bags around 8.15, 8.30. They're, they're wore, wore down to a frazzle. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, they're usually asleep by nine. Then we get up on Sunday morning and we wrap up. And every Sunday morning, it's the same message every month at camp. I teach the kids about Jesus and the 10 lepers. And he healed all 10 of them. And only one came back to say thank you. And and I'll ask the kids, I'll say, what should Jesus have done to those other nine? And I get all kinds of answers. But the one common answer is I'd give them leprosy again or I'd kill them. And I oh say, my. okay. So um, I said, your parents have given you all this stuff that you have today, modern conveniences and privileges And basically, you put your fist in your mom and dad's face and you say, you don't tell me what to do. What should they do to you? And it's like the light bulb comes on and they and they say, well, they shouldn't give me my stuff back or or whatever. I said, well, you just said Jesus should kill these people for not being grateful. And um, I say, is there somebody here today that you need to get up out of your seat and go apologize to? And. For the most part, most of the time, the kids get up and go apologize to their parents for how they've been acting. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing, Jamie. So um, now we, we do have some kids that come back. And, and here's something really crazy is there's a, there's a mental health care counselor up in North Carolina, and she's not a believer. She, she classifies herself as a spiritualist or something like that. Uh-huh. 
but she is a nationally acclaimed reactive attachment disorder expert. Well, she got, she found out about us and she reached out to me and she said, I think the kids in my program could benefit from what you're doing. And I said, well, we'd love to have them. So she said, well, I'm going to start sending them to you. I said, okay, well, we hang up and a day or two later, she calls me back and she said, Hey, I've been doing some more research on what you're doing. She said, I I noticed you, you're very um, outspoken about Christianity and the Bible is, is there any way that we could curb that a little bit? I said, no, ma'am. I said, you reached out to me, and I'm not changing a thing that I'm doing. <laughs> and um, she said, okay. She says, well, I'll, I'll just try to promote you with my Christian clients. I said, all right. Well, we've had a steady influx of her clients for the past eight or nine months. So How about that? she, How she about must that? like what we're doing. But if, if you do something and do it with excellence— People are going to take notice and they're going to refer people to you. And that's what we're seeing happen with our camp program. Well, there's no doubt the biblical principles work. When they're applied appropriately, it transforms people's lives. Well, now you've also got a, a, a program called Men by Design. How, and how did that come about? With the families that we work with, we are seeing more and more single mothers coming through our program. I'm a product of a broken home, and my my parents divorced when I was four years old back in 1975, and starting in the early 70s, we saw a spike in the divorce and the broken home in America, and we are now experiencing over 50 years of um, consequences for that. And we have young men not being trained how to be men. And it affects what I do in the ministry, especially with families. Right, right. And so um, I've got some friends, um, some close friends out of your church, as a matter of fact, that are we are passionate about men's ministry. And so we decided two years ago to um, start a men's retreat. And we called it Men by Design, and it has evolved now. We're we're doing men's events all over South Carolina, North Carolina. We've gone into Georgia, and we're trying to create a, a sense of community between like-minded churches and individuals in different areas where men can come and hang out, um, eat some good food, and and hear a testimony from someone whose life has been radically changed by Jesus Christ. Now, is that how the barbecue ministry came about? Uh, well, actually, the barbecue ministry. Well, so hold on. On Men by Design, so we do two retreats a year, and we're doing men's events. Like I said, and we're we're growing because we're seeing that one of the weak spots in the church is the men's ministry. We put money into women's ministry. We put money into youth and children's ministry. But when it comes to the men of the church, they're basically left to fend for themselves. You're right. And we know the statistics are out there. The research has been done. We tend to go after kids. And if you, if you get a kid coming to your church, you got like a 30% chance of getting the whole family to come to your church. Right. If you get the mother to come to your church, you've got a 40% chance of getting the whole family into church. But if you get dad, you've got a like 95% chance that the entire family is going to get plugged into your church. Wow. But, but right. we go after dad last 
or we don't mm-hmm. go after dad at all. And, yeah. and so that's what we're doing with men by design. And so we got one more minute. Okay. On the barbecue ministry during the pandemic, our, our ministry got shut down. And so we started selling barbecue to raise some money so we could cut the grass out at our camp. And that has evolved to where we've bought this massive smoker. Actually, it was given to us. We, we've got donations and we will haul that smoker anywhere and cook for events to help people go on mission trips, to help youth groups go to youth camp. And all we ask for is that you got to pay the expenses of this event to pay for the meat that we're cooking and give me an opportunity to share about our ministry with your congregation. And that's that's how our barbecue ministry came about. Well, I enjoyed participating in one of those uh, events myself. It was a great, great event. I enjoyed meeting the men there and, and speaking to them. Well, you're listening to More Than Medicine. My host today has been Jamie Murphy. Uh, he's with Proactive Parenting Initiative. And Jamie, I want you to tell them one more time how churches and individuals or pastors can get in touch with you. Uh, my website is proactiveparents.org. We're on Facebook at the Proactive Parenting Initiative, or you can give me a call at 864-320-4844. Thank you, Jamie. It's been a very enlightening discussion. Maybe we can have you back again some other time. Thanks for having me, Doc. I truly appreciate it. This is More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.